What is up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Panthers Nation Network. Got a lot of uh, off-season stuff to talk about this week. The Panthers were uh, not uh, strangers to the spotlight this week, and, and no way was any of it good. Um, we saw, you know, Panthers Nation, we got a kind of some love around the sports media world for Robbie just being ridiculous on, on social media. And I want to start off with his um, – I want to start off with his takes and his quotes because it's, they were pretty polarizing and Robbie has not been one to mince words, we have found, um, you know, start talking about Baker and just the things he's been doing kind of, you know, the last few weeks. Kind of give me all his thought processes off of that on those. Um, the one thing I love about Robbie is, like you say, he doesn't miss his words and it kind of gives the insight as to what other players feel about Baker Mayfield around the league. I mean, you. I mean, there's no question as to what happened this past season with Odell Beckham Sr. putting together, you know, retweeting the clips of all the mis, all the misfires to, to his son, and how that spread around. And you see a lot of you seen a lot of players support Odell in that situation, and even seeing Robbie just flat out say no to Baker Mayfield coming to the Carolinas is uh, telling, telling to say the least. I mean, I, I mean. I, it's not a great look for Baker, but again, it, it is one of those things. It, it, it's a nice little insight as to what guys around the league really feel about a guy like that. Yeah, I think it just puts it into perspective of whenever a move is made within a team, let alone at the quarterback position, it has massive ripple effects, not just on the field, but in the locker room with how the, the whole team handles it and how everybody sees it. So that's why um, for a lot of these teams, when we talk about moving around at the quarterback position, well, a lot of these guys have very strong feelings about the quarterbacks, whether a quarterback's going to leave a team or come in, because, hey, Robbie Anderson's job is tied heavily to who's throwing him the ball. So it's the the ripple effects of who, who guys coming in and out on the, for the rest of these players. Uh, you know, for me, I, I, as, the more I thought about it and stuff, I guess a couple things. A, you know, Robbie Anderson is not Matt Rule or Scott Fitterer or the owner for that matter. So it's, you know, I mean, you can take it with a grain of salt. Um, I, you know, and, and here's the interesting thing here. He'd be the interesting take. Would he be saying the same thing about Deshaun Watson? I mean, Baker Mayfield may have had a couple things wrong in the locker room or something like that or whatever, but you know what I'm trying to get at? Like what he've said, like, you know, well, we don't want Deshaun here because he could get suspended and he still got all these losses. I, I, I mean, I, I get it. And I mean, I understood why he said it. I don't think he should have said it because I think it's still a very real possibility. At least that's my thought. You guys may think differently, but you know, and hey, Robbie, catch some balls, and then you can, then you can talk a little more. I mean, it's I mean, not today he's got he's got to get them thrown his way. I don't think the the hands were. I mean, <laughs> yeah, he's, not, he's not the best receiver on the team. Well, no, but that's. I mean, and I, mean, and I you know, and, and I mean, you know, it, it's you know, I I I just I don't you know, at, at some point, you you got to think what happens if. You know, it, you just got to think about what you say because, and I get it. We're we live in this day where day and age, say what you want. But I mean, if Baker Mayfield turns out on the field game one, what's what's the relationship going to be like? I mean, you're going to have to mend some fences there. So that's that's my two cents. But I agree with that, and I think it's you talk about it with Robbie. I mean, like like you said, he's not the GM, so no matter what he says, it can affect anything. It, it really isn't like he. I mean. As far as we know, I mean, he made the comments after the fact, but he wasn't even really pushing for Sam when there were talks for that. Like he was, he gave his two cents and said, you know, they talked. It was like, hey, do you like this guy? And they, he gave his two cents about it, but that doesn't mean it's going to go the other way around. I see him, you know, Robbie and DJ, kind of like 
you you took two different parts of Steve Smith and, and split them together. You have DJ who's got the raw talent, uh, the open field ability, and, you know, has the potential to be like Smitty was, but doesn't really have any of that kind of, at least, you know, vocal fire outwards that, you know, Robbie, that's what Robbie brings to it because Robbie, I don't think, is built for a number one receiver. I mean, I would never say that to, you know, the space or in conversation with him, but he's just not, I mean, he's not the, the, the size of himself and the role he plays. And you saw it's pretty correlate. It, it correlates to what, you know, what quarterback we have. And I can understand his concerns because not only are we going into this with, you know, a lot of questions as to what McAdoo is going to do, but we saw his, you know, we saw his output deteriorate greatly from year one to year two, which was, which was odd in itself because, he was one of the few things, you know, that he was one of the few things that worked in that season when he first came on. You know, a lot of his touchdowns are those big, you know, slink the 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 ten yard route that he can slink away and then go for the races. I mean, his first what his first game, the first drive that he ever played for the Panthers was that opening touchdown. And with Sam, I can understand his frustration because that like the connection and chemistry was built in. It was already there. Like that's not something we needed to wait for. And so whether it was a question of the offensive coordinator. But that's what leads you to believe that the you know when Brady left, it's not like his output rose that much more. You know the problems consumed. Of course, they were trying to deal with Cam and you know and and while Sam was injured, but even when Sam was there, it still wasn't like it was his his first target. So I, I understand it to, to a point, and to why he might not you know want that. I don't think it's a question of locker room presence. I I really don't because he's vying for you know Colin Kaepernick to to like for us to try him out and. That, of course, comes with its own set of locker room, you know, differences. I think it's just more so about the talent on the field. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I do disagree with that point kind of greatly. So, if you, you think about it, I mean, from a talent perspective, Colin Kaepernick got, is, is way more of an accomplished quarterback than, than Baker Mayfield is. And if we're talking about talent, Baker Mayfield is a more talented quarterback than Sam Darnold. I, the one thing that people – tend to get on that Baker about is his personality. His personality runs a lot of people the, the wrong way. And if you, even if you look at how Steve Smith interacts with, with Baker Mayfield in the media, it's mainly because Baker carries himself as if he's this alpha male, A1 type of quarterback, but he doesn't match it with his play. And not many people I, – I, I I've seen a lot of people have – misgivings about Baker mainly because of personality and, and his play isn't consistent enough to warrant him to carry himself in such a manner. I, I think it's more so of a personality thing than it is on the field. Because I mean think about it. If he if he, if he hasn't even said anything about Sam Darnold and the time that he's been with him in New York and in Carolina now and Sam Darnold's arguably been the worst quarterback in the league since he's come into the league, then I gotta think it's a little bit more than just on on field play. That's fair. I, I could give you that. I just, I just, I, I don't know what, you know, what, like I said, I, and I said it to y'all, the, the, the reality that people are going to need to swallow here is that, and, and Jeff mentioned it too, the quarterback is not going to be the saving grace of this team. It, it, it's just, it's not, it's going to be a, a, a step in the right direction to fix the situation with this team. But I think that's what, that's what makes me hesitant to take a gamble in the draft because, and we talked about it and I'm going to, you know, mention it here. Like, you can say what you want about Baker. You can say what you want about Cam. I, 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 as much of a Cam stand as I am, and I think Chantice would, you know, agree with this. It's uh, the only re- thing Cam would bring to this team is just 
like maybe getting the chance to right the ship there at the end and sail off into the sunset, a victory lap at that point. He's not going to take you with this current team to a Super Bowl. It's just, it's not like, even if CMC's healthy the whole time, we draft, say, Icky. You know, we, we draft Icky, and then DJ and Robbie, they, they, they go the way they want to. The defense is coherent and cohesive. You still have to deal with McAdoo as a coach that might not be able to cater to him, and then he's still up at that age. Like, he'll have a whole offseason. I give you that. But so would I think Baker would be the better option in terms of the talent just for that year? Yeah, I would say so. But honestly, the reason I don't want Cam right now is because – or I would want Cam right now is to be a bridge quarterback for whatever, you know – rookie we bring on whether it's Malik this year or bide the time for a rookie next year if we want to do that I just don't because and it then takes away from us sitting in the quarterback mediocrity pool one more year and adding another name to the foreshadowed list Jeff mentioned of the ever-growing list of names of Panthers quarterbacks that we're going to start having and whatever number this would be I just don't understand why people want to bring Cam back into the fold of a, of a coaching staff that clearly has no direction and no idea what he's doing I mean, I, I, I mean, I, I would think if you really care about Cam, you would let him ride off and just go play for somebody else and go get, have another chance to do something somewhere else. But staying here with this group, and plus, I wouldn't imagine he would actually want to come back with this group anyway. I think he's seen it firsthand. He doesn't. I don't know if he. I thought. I, I think he's seen what he needed to see, and he's probably done as done with this group as everybody else is. Go ahead, Tyler. Yeah, you know, yeah, we're at that point right now where. We're at a spot where, well, like you said, a, quor- a quarterback coming in, no matter who it is, at this point with the options that we have available, Baker Mayfield, Jimmy G, maybe, and the rest of the draft, like nothing, no, no matter who we bring at this point, isn't going to change things around completely. Or, which, and it's a tough spot too, because from the coaching staff perspective, you know they're they're living on the edge here and could be fired in a year. So from their perspective, they're trying to stay afloat for another year. And from my perspective, it's the answer to do that is not bring in a rookie quarterback, whether whether that's good or whether you see that as good or bad for the long term effect of the team. Well, they're they're playing for right now because they need to keep their job. So seeing how we pair up, maybe acquiring a quarterback um, potentially after the draft or and then going going at a different position in the first round, trading back um, what happens at six overall if we trade out, make that pick is going to be very telling to not only the the length that rule has a shot to be here and how he sets himself up for the next year, but also how the the team sustains a long-term impact. Do we get a quarterback on a rookie contract um, that we have the cap space to build around, or do we get a stopgap quarterback like a Jimmy G, um, which we could talk about, um, that you know gives us a better chance to win now and allows us to make a pick in the draft, but you know we still need to find that long-term option. Okay, let me throw – if I can remember what to say now, sorry. Uh, well, one more one, what Shanti said along, you know, why people still want Cam around. Um, you know, I did the money in the bank this past week talking about Baker and God kind of ripped by a few fans. <laughs> but those are the fans that just can't let go. You know what I'm getting at? They just, they can't let go of Cam. And I get it. I understand it. Um, but they just can't let go of him. Um, but I agree with you. I think, uh, Shanti's what you said. I mean, if I'm Cam, why would I want to be here? I mean, I, you know, just, it, it, it's, it, it just not, it's not it, you know, as for, we've got to determine, you know, as fans and you, you three are fans, you know, the team a little more than I am, although I root for him and stuff like that. I mean, you know, Baker, he's four years in the league, four years. 
He's thrown 92 touchdowns, 56 interceptions, and has a 90, like a 90 quarterback rating. Okay? It's not bad. It, it's not. Like, it's not. Especially considering the state of the team he's been on that entire time. Right. right. And, and getting, them guess, their fir- getting them their first win in what? It was almost a season. Almost almost a season. Right. You know, and I think that just becomes with Baker is I hear the off the field stuff and, and I get that or whatever. I guess the gist is as bad as the NFC is right now. And Jack, you said that Baker can't lead this team to a Super Bowl. I said, no, I'm sorry. I said Cam. Okay. Oh, okay. Lead this sorry. Team to That's a different so, argument we can have. You know, can Baker lead this team to a Super Bowl? Right now, the NFC is so incredibly blah that, like, somebody gets on a run like the Bengals. And listen, I'm going to say this, and I don't mean it, and I'm, y'all, y'all can jump with me as much as you want. I'm not sold on Joe Burrow right now. I mean, you know, he had a he had a good season. I get it. You know, he had a good season. We'll see what he does this year. We'll see what he does this year. You know what I'm saying? We'll see what he does this year. Lamar's had one good season. I mean, one or two. I mean, you know, Tannehill had his flash in the pan or whatever. I mean, it, it's just you know what I'm getting at though. There, you know, who would have thought? I mean, I guess I get I guess put him with that team with Robbie and DJ and a healthy Christian McCaffrey, a good offensive line, get that first pick. You know whether it's Cross or the kid from NC State or whatever, you got a defense that can ball out. Who says Baker can't lead this team to a 10-11 win season? Get him in the playoffs, and who do you got to beat? Tom Brady, who's made from what I've heard, some Brady's still questioning himself a little bit. Does he want to be in Tampa Bay? Does he want to be in Miami? Did he really want to come back and play? Aaron Rodgers is a just a nut job. I mean, do you know what I'm getting at? So it, it's there. So if I'm if I'm Matt Rule and I want to win now and protect my job, like Tyler said, go get yourself a quarterback and get the job done, or and and go out there and produce. And let's, who says he can't be the quarterback for the next five to seven years? I, I'm just well, saying, who who says he can't be if you put the weapons around him to get the job done? Oh, this is my and this is my concern with Baker is you like you talked about it, Jeff, about the state of the NFC, especially the NFC South. I mean. It was quite comparable right now to the state of the AFC South last year. I mean, excuse me, the AFC North last year, what the NFC <coughs> South was just two years ago in terms of you had Roethlisberger at the end of his career, end of his rope, and a regime that they knew was about to change, and the Steelers still have the historic head coach, but the team is not what it used to be in, like, what the Saints or the Falcons were this year. Then you have two teams trying to find a way. You know, the, the Bucks was different because they still had their guy and they were trying to had that to get it success. But you had the Bengals and the Ravens, both with young quarterbacks, young teams. The Bengals trying to start completely over, basically. And now, granted, they were able to slip out of that and get into the Super Bowl as, you know, with, with, the, um, with the way that went. But you saw that, you know, even in that, Baker couldn't take a team, which at the time, I mean, you can say what you want about OBJ and his health, but at the one point, he still had OBJ and Jarvis Landry and a defense that had weapons and also one of the best running backs in terms of production – in the NFL, when healthy, same. So, like, if you're trying to do that, you got then that's the same as Christian McCaffrey, who is productive when he's healthy. A defense that has a lot of young, fire, fiery guys. But you want the issue again with that team is not only do you have a quarterback who we, and Jeff, we talked about this back when that when OBJ first went on there. What do we call it? It was too many egos, too many cooks in the kitchen on that offense, too many guys right. trying to make something happen. Then you bring on you know OJ Howard for a little bit or Nyoku for a little bit when they were going off. And then same with the guys on the defensive side. That, to me, parallels the Panthers in a bit where you have all of these weapons. But what is the issue? Head coaching incompetency and 
routine changes and turnaround in the offensive coaching staff, which is what he is going to see unless, you know, Rule and because I even if Rule, if we go out and get a, a, a you know a, a winning season this year, I see that as Rule staying on. I just still don't fathom McAdoo staying on after the fact. I, I think that's an experiment that doesn't last horribly long. So if Baker's there, we talk about it with that same personality thing, and it's it, it's a hindrance to those quarterbacks that have better talent than they have mindsets. That's what Baker would be as a as a quarterback that, as people have said, has a an inconsistent talent output that doesn't correlate with this, you know, his demeanor all the time. And so, to me, it just seems like it'd be right. It'd be, you know, going that up and down again for the Panthers while we continue to try to figure out. Okay, and then the problem with those quarterbacks, and it's the same with it was the same with Cam or Lamar or or, or Russell or even Mariota. And and at some point you have to get over it. At some point, you have to get over it. The great quarterbacks always do. But that many variables, that many turnaround, not only in the coaching staff, but in your talent as well. Because say we try to get Baker going, but in that time frame, McCaffrey gets injured again. Oh, God, okay, is he out the door now? So, boom, now you've lost your number one running back. Is the guy coming in going to have that same chemistry? Does Robbie leave halfway through the year? Do we trade Robbie, or does he not even stay on past training camp? Boom, then your second receiver is out the door, and now your quarterback, who doesn't have it all together up here, has to again try to tackle that and that's what concerns me with this coaching staff and with baker there as well and it comes down to like tyler mentioned the mindset of the organization a lot i mean at least the four of us we are set you know if it means short-term failures to beget long-term success go with that please make those decisions but the coaching staff wants that short-term success because they're trying to keep their jobs but i want to ask y'all about Ben McAdoo's presser was kind of blown a little bit out of proportions, like he had leaked some information. But we saw the comments saying that he'd want to swing for the. He made a couple like varying and kind of almost like offsetting comments. One saying that Sam Darnold intrigued him to come to the job, which doesn't surprise me. But then also saying that, you know, he'd go for potential over talent in the draft, is basically what he said. You know, and he's willing to swing for the fences in the draft. Tyler, I'll start with you. Does that give you a bit more of a kind of, I mean, obviously he's the offensive coordinator. He's not making that pick in the war room, but does that lead you to believe maybe they're leaning towards Malik Willis? Because he said, you know, oh, it's Sam right now. And then he said, I shouldn't have said that, which is also confusing to me as to why he even said that. Yeah, I mean, at this point, there's so much smoke screens going on. It's hard to trust anybody. Um, but with all things considered, uh, thinking about the people that are making decisions right now between the coaching staff um, where we have a new offensive coordinator coming in for the first time, um, who's in a little bit of a different spot than my rule, who who needs to figure this thing out really soon, who's in a very different spot than Scott Fitter, who came in last year, had a great draft, um, and has been doing you know a good job overall. And, and he has more stability, I think, than Rule going forward. But he also you know could get canned if they if they just reset everything in the future as well. So they're all kind of on different levels in their own careers, which is a little bit scary because you don't you hope that they can work together and do what's best for the team and and build it in that way. But you know, like we just talked about, there is a human element of it that hey, we need to you know keep our jobs and stick around now, which might not be the best move for the future. So, um, you know, looking at that sixth pick, uh, I'm, I'm of the belief right now that we trade back um, later into the first round, accumulate that capital that we lost uh, potentially in, in, 
in next year's draft as well. Draft the best player on the board, ideally an offensive lineman um, in the middle to late round of the draft. And then after the draft, when the 49ers have no takers for Jimmy G and they're in a tough spot with him because it's like, all right, we drafted Trey Lance. We can't just sit on him forever. But the locker room there loves Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, and, and it's hard to just straight up cut him. So trade trade for Jimmy G after the draft. It won't be it won't be a lot because the Niners will, will be happy to ship him off for some reason so they can then start Trey Lance. So I think, you know, for what's best for us right now and to combine the the different points in fitters and rules career would be to, you know, get Jimmy G after the draft. He's gonna be solid. He's a great leader. He's gonna come in the locker room. And you're going to be just fine with him, and then you're going to be able to add draft capital that can make us a little bit more competent until we find our quarterback of the future. I agree. I mean, simply drafting the quarterback at six would just—I think it would be career suicide for Matt Rule because it would just be signaling that you're going to just tank this year, tank this year off. Because even if you go get—I mean, at this point, at that point, who who could you even sign to even be the bridge? To get you to to that next season, that would be good enough to keep your job. That you because to keep his job this year, he's gonna have to get eight, eight, eight to nine wins. That's gonna have that has to be the base the, the the basement of what he he would he would have to accomplish. Trading back, um, like Tyler said, trading back, accumulating capital, getting a Jimmy G. I, you know, I'm not gonna lie. I mean, based off the potential of of, of the two, I honestly would would not mind having Baker over Jimmy G. But I feel like it's more. I feel like it's more so of the decision that we made just this past year with choosing either to stick with Teddy or go with Sam Donald. Sam Donald, the potential uh, we saw the physical potential, all the all that's all there. Teddy, we knew what he was limited, but again serviceable, but still very much serviceable. I feel like it's the same thing going in here, going into you know Jim, uh, Jimmy G and Baker Mayfield, but much more on a higher scale because both of these guys individually have had more success. At their, at their respective positions, Dan Teddy, Dan Teddy B, and Sam Darnold have. But at the end of the day, it's, it's make the right call. But from from a football perspective, I could I could see going with Jimmy G and that working out. But potentially, you actually have a shot of getting a guy that you could possibly keep for a, a few more years if you went and got Baker. Not saying that I'm I'm, I'm uh, rooting for that decision, but again, it's one of the better decisions we can make right now. Let me talk about McAdoo for a sec. Everybody wanted to kind of rip him a new one because he sat there and said that Sam was our starter. And then a minute and 37 seconds later, he walked it back or whatever. What was he supposed to say? I mean, right now you got Sam Darnold and PJ in the room. What was, I mean, what are you supposed to say? As of right now? Yeah, but we'll look at the draft. We'll see how things pan out. But if you're asking me right now, that's who's starting. Well, I mean, there's no, you know, we stand by it, man. And well, that wasn't the issue. It was what you're talking about a minute and 37 seconds later. Right. There was and, no and, need to say that. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I mean, you know, he should have just said, hey, as for the draft, we'll see what's there. You know, draft wise, I, you know, here's and I want to ask Tyler this, too, um, or all you guys. So let's say we draft. Let's say we trade back and we get some picks and maybe we get some other picks that we need, like in the second round or whatever, like that kind of gives some stuff that away. And we find an offensive lineman. But let's say the Jimmy G and Baker thing that just doesn't come to fruition. Then I guess we're just we got our team and we're rolling with Sam week one. I mean, th- yeah. I mean, yeah. Are, you, are, are were you done? I, this was this oh, my like you know. I mean, and, and this I mean, is my I, thing about it. It, it, it. We talk about these football decisions. Shanti, you talk about the football decisions. 
and the ones that are up there would be good football decisions, I think, in order. It would make sense from Rule to Tepper to go, okay, let's get this best available. Who's going to give me the best chance to, you know, give me success this coming season? I get that. But, and I'm going to go on a bit of a tangent here, for Tepper, who is, again, we hear all about this business acumen. For me, it shows a huge disconnect between business acumen and football knowledge, and that's a problem created with the staff he brought in. We looked at, we talked about this, Gilmore got signed by the Colts right after we were done. $20 million, $14 million guarantee for a two-year deal. We sit at what, 27, 28, maybe 30 million in cap you have, space? You have, you have 30. 31. 30 million. But 31, but only 11 is available for free agents right now. So the other which, 20 is for draft picks. For draft which picks. I, which I, I, and I understood that, but I still would have tried to, in my mind, rework space to then go and offer that to Gilmore because we talk about this in terms of just the payment. This is a team that six months ago was paying four to five quarterbacks at the same time. And that's just not smart business moves. So for me to give that money to Jimmy G or to Baker or even to Cam or to Kaepernick, just to use them as a bridge for waiting for someone else better to come along makes no makes no business sense to me. And Jeff, honestly, at that point, if we're going to wait for someone, if, if that's what Tepper wants to do, to wait for that next quarterback to come up or the next opportunity to come up, yes, go. don't spend your money on a quarterback like we did with Teddy on a quarterback you knew you weren't going to wait, you weren't going to keep around. That's what he did with Teddy. He knew that wasn't the answer. He just, the, the, the turn of the window of how much he was going to use him just shrunk a lot quicker. And so then Sam was the guy, okay, this is the guy we're going to go with window shrinks a lot quicker so don't do a third time a third time giving money to i have nothing against jimmy g or baker i think that they in right such systems could be successful if we if, if given the talent and time and coaching staff to develop their talents i mean jimmy g is only what three years removed from a super bowl run yeah uh, if that and and as far as baker goes i mean like we said took a team that had not won a game in almost a year to in the bubble consistently for, for three years. Now, whether or not he would do it with our team is left to be said, you know, regardless. But in my mind, yes, stick with Sam. Spend that money somewhere else. Keep it. Keep it. Just just keep just keep the money. Maybe a free agent in the middle of the season, because that's where we're seeing these teams put together these super teams is in the middle of the season. Your Von Miller, your OBJ, your guys like that, that they're signing in the season when something happens. So it might be nice to have a little bit of cushion. It, it might be because I just don't see the purpose in, in in sending another quarterback to purgatory just to hope that it works out better than it hasn't done the last than it did the last three times you've done this. And that's why I don't really want to do it to Cam unless we got Malik Willis. But anyone who's perpetuating getting Cam should just be making the exact same argument for Kaepernick because they're not that far off in terms of the output that they have created. We don't know what Kaepernick's going to do if he comes back on, but Cam and like, obviously Cam is, I mean, obviously Cam has performed better and purple, yeah. but in terms of the time they have left to be productive, yeah. I don't yeah. see the window. I see them being fairly similar. So in my mind for Tepper, if you're a businessman, I don't think it makes sense to ship 11 million for just another year for Jimmy G for, for someone else's trash. It, and this and this spot is not your treasure. Treasure you could have given it 
you could have tried to work out something for maybe Gilmore because obviously the talks were still going on. And what I imagine was the ending was that guaranteed money he got from the Colts would have had to have been or, or, or just the 20 million overall because they were having the conversations for a while. And Gilmore, the Gilmores wanted to stay here. So that's where I, I, just, I think that, the I think the price point for Gilmore. I, I just I, I made I made this point on Twitter when when he, when he signed the deal with Indianapolis. I think the price point for for Gilmore would it looks a little different when he's when he's got when he's got to stay in Carolina because Gilmore one has expressed that he still wants to compete for championships. He's still a, yeah. he's still a top end corner. He's not doing that here. He's been here for half for for the for the majority of for three quarters of the season here in Carolina. I thought he I think he's seen enough as to what he's gonna get if he stays in Carolina and the price point to keep him. In Carolina, was going to cost a little bit more than the price tag he got to go to Indy, because you know good teams don't have to pay as much for for great players. Now, you, you know, you a bunch of guys go to LA, they, they'll sign in for vet for vet minimums just to go win a championship. But that's LA. LA can do that because they have a chip. They've shown that they're going to put together a winning squad and, and get the job done. Indianapolis, yeah, they got a team. They got Matt Ryan over there, so they have a proven quarterback. So, so they are already one in a better situation. You know, overall defensively, they're they're in a better spot than what we are as well. So it's like, hey, yeah, I, yeah, I mean, I just take this four, I just make, I just take this fourteen mil guarantee, go to Indianapolis and go compete for a chip. But staying in Carolina, it's gonna, it's gonna take, it's gonna take me a little bit more to do that. But to even finish that point, look at Gilmore was probably the most one of the more prolific players we got this season. Or Cam, or Cam, look at the guys we signed in the middle of the season. So for me, save that money for in the season when you need it. You don't, I'm, I'm you don't like. I understand you wait, and honestly. The deal will probably be a little bit cheaper for Jimmy because I'll have Shanti talk about it a little bit. This Debo situation, I don't know what the heck's going on, but I have to imagine that it will influence whatever trade they make if they know that he's not going to stick around with them or if they know he's not going to be unhappy if, you know, depending upon who's at quarterback. You know, with the Debo situation, it's just, it's, it's just, it's very early to tell because all the reports are, you know, uh, you know, obviously how his usage is being, being quote unquote the wide back. Wanted to be close to home, which I don't. Debo refuted that point immediately after Adam Schechter said that one. So I mean, so there really isn't a whole lot of information out there about what's going on with going on with Debo, and there's still a chance that they could get something done, even though he he has formally requested a trade. I think I, I do think there's a chance they could they could try to get something done, but for them, I mean, the 49 they are in. God, I think tank quickly for them. You think, you think about going from being in the NFC Championship game at the doorstep of the Super Bowl to now you've been trying to trade off Jimmy G for months. That hasn't worked to your best player. I mean, Debo is the best player. Oh, yeah. He's the best player oh, yeah. outside of uh, what, Nick Bosa on that squad. Like, And now he wants out. So you're at a point now where it's like, God, I mean, how do you go? How, how do you go into this season with any with any hope? I mean, I guess the best bet for them is to get them off, get them off the books, get get, get a trade done. But I mean, for the price tag that you're going to be asking for for Debo, because I mean, it's going to take a lot to get Debo off. Look at how much it took um, Miami to get uh, to, to get Tariq Hill. It's going to take a lot, and so I don't know if anybody's willing to do that right now, or the team that really. Could use Debo even have the cap space to get it done. Like for me, Baltimore was a team that I looked at as a, as a team that could should really be interested in Debo because of how he the stock type of style he plays and the type of offense they run that would fit. But Baltimore doesn't have the money for it. So it, so right now I don't I, I really don't have much on that situation more so than just we just gotta wait and see. I think by next week we'll have a lot more clarity, especially after the draft. What do you think, Tyler? 
Yeah, you know, it's it's a tough spot because we saved all the cap room going in on the Watson deal. So we were saving up all that cap room to be able to play Watson, and now we're sitting here while all the free agents got picked up, including some of our guys like Gilmore, and now we're sitting here with the most cap space in the league not knowing what to do with it right now because there's not guys out there that are really warranted of the cap for us right now and where we're at. And just like we're talking about, we're, we're ideally if – if you're starting this team from day one and you're just taking over the Panthers right now, yeah, you're trading back in the draft. You're accumulating those draft picks, not seeing your quarterback and building this thing up. Well, the tough spot is that we can't do that. We, we don't have that luxury right now. And we need to turn a team that's not ready to win now into a team that can potentially push for the wild card. And there's a chance that we, we turn this roster into a wild card team if we get solid quarterback play in year one from somebody if we if we just get average quarterback play stay healthy um i mean we've talked about mccaffrey's injuries being um freakish um kind of out of the ordinary not like recurring injuries that make you worry so there is a chance that we we get mccaffrey for more games this season than we have in the past but um like we were talking about earlier we touched on in the nfc right now can't even compare to the AFC in terms of talent and the depth. When we're looking at the AFC, at the end of the year, it's going to come down to who's healthy and who's playing good. Like the whole the whole conference is is loaded. In the NFC, there's a lot more wiggle room. So uh, for, for for the Panthers in, in rural situation where he's trying to keep his job, you just need to get a ticket into the show, and then you hey, you never know once you get into the playoffs, you can you can win a couple games here and there. And, you know, looking back at the Niners, which there's a lot of correlation with us and the Niners right now with the, the trade talks and stuff, they they got into the – they barely got into the playoffs this past season. So they took them down to the last regular season game, rolled with Jimmy, and, you know, they got as far as Jimmy could take them. You know, we saw at the end of the – you know, they, they made a nice playoff run, but it was limited because of Jimmy. So that's the, that's the price that you pay with them. And then when it comes to Debo, well – Jimmy, that's his guy. Like Debo, George Kittle, like those guys love Jimmy G. And uh-huh. you know, I think that could be something to why Debo might want to leave is because, hey, they're trying to shop Jimmy and that's my guy. Um, and so so looking at it that way, like it's real interesting how, how the whole quarterback situation plays out and what you do and how it affects the rest of the roster. I, I think you're, you're exactly right there, Tyler. I, I think the whole gist is with them trying to get rid of Jimmy G or shipping him off, I mean, Debo's like, look, you know, we've got this. We're, we're close. You're going to get rid of my boy. Do I really want to roll with Trey Lance? I don't even know that he can throw me the football. I mean, I'm not being mean, but I'm just saying, hey, here's a guy who's made me successful and stuff. But this whole, I mean, when it's even, and I don't know if you guys heard, I actually read a story about it today or whatever, A.J. Brown talking about Ryan Tannehill. Tannehill hadn't set the world on fire, but A.J. Brown's like, I don't want to hear any crap about people talking about Tannehill anymore. You know, I mean, like, so there's all these funky moves going down that just makes people next- under. Like people underestimate the, the, the people underestimate the connections between quarterbacks and wide receivers. They think it's like, oh, you 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 are the one who makes me look good. Like I make you look good. No, like they it's a it's a it's, partnership. Like it's an act, and and that's why Robbie, you know, as much as he hasn't even said anything about Sam, I, it's why I don't think he would want Baker. I, I don't think he sees that that going well. I, I really don't. And I think that and if you know Jimmy is as much of Debo's guys as everyone says he is, and. Hell, bring Jim, bring Jimmy this way if it's gonna bring Debo this way too. Well, I will, I will give up Sam. You can take, you can take. Oh boy, take him away. And it, you know what? I, I could part with McCaffrey. I could do it if, if, if we could see how, you know, how, how Chuba 
and how the boy from the Titans is going to do. I can, I can, I can stomach that. I, I can stomach that Absolutely. straight. If, that, if that's the capital that they're wanting, if they want that, give them, give them McCaffrey. Hell, you can have Robbie too if that's going to be an issue. Give me, hey. Sam, give me Jimmy and Debo and a pick or two, and and I, and I'll put that call in right now. Oh, the problem with that is that DJ and DJ and Debo do a lot of the same stuff. You know, they they are. But I think it would be like DJ yeah. and Kurt, It'd be like DJ and Kurt, though, but on steroids. We don't have the offensive coordinator to even understand the powers that he would have at his fingertips. That's the, that would be the worst part is that the coordinator we have would use them like would use them like they were just chess pieces. Well, that's my issue with any move that we make. Is like you know we made moves last year that I really like, but at the end of the day, it came down to what's your coaching staff got to do. And then at it, then when we when we all get to that point, we all just sit there and we just look around. We just like. Yeah, they gonna screw this. Shit. Yeah, they gonna screw this up, bro. <laughs> they, 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 they gonna they gonna screw this up. So I mean, I don't really. That's the tough part about this offseason. Like, I don't I don't have any belief in the coaching staff. So no matter what we do, player wise, I don't believe in what in, in the staff that we have. I well, I'm gonna push back. I, I with Matt Rule, I get it. Phil Snow's still putting some stuff together. I mean, at least for once, they've got somebody with some NFL experience, though, in Ben McAdoo. I do have a look, I do have a slight trust in McAdoo that I can't I mean, really explain, but I do you know, have a semi trust I mean, there. You know, look at what he. I mean, he had Eli Manning. I mean, he. You know, I mean, Eli didn't set the world on fire, but he won two Super Bowls. And he wasn't Peyton, but he won. You know, you know, and so it just is Ben McAdoo. There's just something there, and I, I can't put my finger on Chantis, but I get this old style that maybe they get an offensive lineman. They have Deontay Foreman. They have a healthy CMC. They have you know. Uh, I will say I like to do what I've heard from the new offensive line coach. I'll say yeah, that. That's- right. and, and so it just just becomes, you know, and, and here's – let me ask Jack because you said this, Jack, about like, you know, and I get the whole thing with Baker and Jimmy G. But at the end of the day, if you are a fan, you can't sit here and tell me that you're okay with us struggling for another three to four years in terms of – I mean, look, I mean, be honest. I mean, you want your team to win. You want your team to win, whether it's heartbreaking when you go into the first round and lose. I get it. But you're a part of the most exciting weekend of football. You're in the hunt. The NFC sucks. And it just becomes, how do we not know? You keep saying stop gap and stuff like that. That Brady, you know, I'm not sorry, Baker, um, Baker Mayfield and Jimmy G aren't five or six year guys and could take you to three or four years of the play. You know what I'm getting? I mean, there's, I don't think that that's the stop gap. I think if you want to go Malik Willis in the first round, then damn it, go sign Cam. Bring him in for the year. Sam can sit the bench. Malik can be number two, and you let him learn behind Cam Newton. That would be – I get it. But even then, I guess as a fan, I I want the Carolina Panthers to win. I know what they mean to my my oldest. I know what they mean – you know, I know what football means in my family. And at the end of the day, you want to win. I I, I, I agree. I do. Building two or three years down the road and stuff like that, I get it because you want that long-term 10, 12 years, whether it's the Bucks or, you know, the Steelers forever and stuff like that. Um, you know, I mean, hell, I'm going to be honest. I mean, the Titans have like the third longest playoff streak right now. I mean, it's it's, it's kind of crazy. But, but you know, do you guys know what I'm getting at? So at the end of the day, with Baker and and, and Jimmy G, go, go get them, man. Go get yourself an offensive lineman. You've got the offense that you've brought in. Go get those guys. And how do you not know that you're not playing in the? It's a, the Bengals were five and eleven the year before. Five and eleven. Oh, I, 
I agree with it. It's just it's the I I understand that. And of course, as a fan, you want your your team to win, but but and I think there's a couple of different examples I could throw out there. The you know the Cowboys I could throw out there. The Bengals before Burrow and what they and Andy Dalton and what they had that purgatory they sat in for five, six, seven plus years where they were just right there. They had just enough wins. They were always in the bubble, and then they couldn't get it. Or even the Titans. What was what's been more frustrating the last the five six years where with Mary the five years of Mariota where you kept knocking right on the door coming right up to it but never could get into it or now where you're in the playoffs and you are actually having success but you still there's still that one thing missing or look at the Hornets I don't know how what, I mean Hornets fans seem you know just as frustrated if not more when their team was doing nothing. Yeah. Now they are stuck in this, don't know what the missing piece is. And that's my fear with this organization is, and it starts from the from the very top. And it's, it's a made, been a, made apparent in everything, both on and off the field. Tepper can't even get a multi-million dollar facility off the ground because he can't well, get so, past. Let's talk about that. <laughs> well, we don't have, I mean, obviously there's the logistics of it, you know, and the, the red tape of it all. There was not, I mean, there's a reason why it didn't happen, but what it speaks to and a larger problem to me is a a, a a pride that he he that he has, but then also a lack of willingness to work with and and to work in between the challenges. To me, it speaks to issues with Tepper, and he's got these big ideas, but when it comes to what actually makes them successful, he can't get them to go through. And it's gotten to the point where the more that happens with rule, with Tepper, with everything, I I see myself losing less and less of my are losing more and more of my belief that the Panthers under the Tepper regime will be a successful organization. I, and so and with that in mind, if I'm an optimistic fan that I normally am, I could see Te- I could see Baker or Jimmy coming in and giving a success for a good amount of years and, and, and knocking on that door. But like at the end of the day, that Super Bowl is what you want to get. That's where you want to go to. And, I honestly don't think that they could get to a Super Bowl with the way that our current coaching staff is. That is that is just that is my opinion. So to me, if your ultimate goal is to try to get to that point and you want to do it sooner rather than later, I think any sort of entertaining of this current coaching staff under this regime just further delays <coughs> actual, you know, long-term success that you could have as a team. I just I, and I'd be willing to sacrifice it if it meant because I think this regime started wrong from the very get-go, from the releasing of, of Rivera midway through the season while keeping the interim GM that you didn't give your coach a chance to give him a new GM, to then hiring a head coach before hiring a new GM when you talked about bringing your guys in and then allowing, basically giving that head coach with no NFL experience and a gobs of money and almost all the say in the world to pick the guys he wanted I just the more I analyze it, the more I look at it, I just do not see this regime being successful. And while it will be, it will be, you know, a horrible to stomach. How much worse can it get? Go ahead, Tyler. Tyler I'll let you go. <laughs> Sorry, that was a lot. It's it's a it's a tough spot. It really is because of all the things working against each other and that we can't build this thing like a lot of teams can. Um, the, the one thing is where I'll agree with Jeff is, hey, it's hard to get 
an elite quarterback in this league. It's hard to get a Joe Burrow and get a Jamar Chase that are just, you know, going to lead you through the playoffs. Like it, it, to get that combination back to back, to get a Mahomes. I mean, we saw teams doing everything they could to get Deshaun Watson. To get an elite quarterback that can win you games like Josh Allen, like it's so rare and it's, it's such a dice roll. Like for a lot of these guys, like Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, they they had to make tons of strides to get to where they are now as players. I mean, Josh Allen completely relearned how to throw accurately, and now he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. So it's hard to bank on, um, you know, being in a spot just because you have an early draft pick in a future year doesn't mean you're going to get uh, an elite franchise quarterback that you build your team around every year. You know, some there is still the old school mentality of build the team up, slot the quarterback in, and, hey, he doesn't have to be the, the greatest quarterback, and that's going to put the team on his back. But, I mean, especially in the NFC right now, you get a guy in there that can play within the team and play within the offense, you're going to give yourself a chance. So, I mean, it, it, it's easier said than done in acquiring that because then, all right, say we we add Jimmy, which would be what I think would be a one-year a one deal, one-year so let's see what happens with it, um, which is a spot that Panthers fans don't want to be in. But um, then you get to the point where, hey, if we're picking high again, we take a young guy, and then are, are we just the San Francisco 49ers all over again with the quarterback situation? And they're in a really tough spot right now in trying to move on from, from Jimmy and going on to Trey Lance. So, um, you know, the, I, right now that's that's the spot that we should be looking at is, hey, let's let's build this team good enough to slot a guy in there like Jimmy to just win us enough games and get us to the playoffs right now. That's that's where our mind should be. Yeah. Um, Jesus Christ. I, I don't know what to say, bro. Jack, hold on. Well, Jackie said how much worse could it get? I mean, it could get a lot worse. I mean, you know, right, well, listen, no, no, hold on. It could get a lot worse. Okay. Let's say that Sam is your quarterback next right. year. Okay. Maybe Matt rule gets fired. Maybe he doesn't. You win four or five ball games. You draft a Malik Willis or Matt Corral or whoever. Kenny Pickett. Yeah. I mean, we could look at Kenny Pickett at number six. I've seen that or whatever. That doesn't pan out. Okay. Mm. I mean, look at the crap the Cleveland Browns went through for 30 years. I mean, you don't get that just – and when Jack, you say, how bad can you get? I'm curious how this whole South Carolina thing blows up, where it ends. And here's the gist. Don't get me wrong, and I hate even to think it. Are we not even talking the Carolina Panthers in three years? I was going to say, what is the – If all of a sudden, you know, San Antonio goes, hey, I got a dome. Come on, I'm going to give you this, 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 and this. I mean, when you say how much worse it could get, if you don't – I mean, that's why the, the, and, and Tyler said Jimmy G or Baker, do you sign him for one year? No, I don't think you do it for one year deal. I mean, that's probably what it would be. You sign him for four or five years. Um, I, I just. But we don't have that. We don't have anywhere near the money to do that. <laughs> well, you get rid of CMC, you, get rid of CMC but, you have some. Like, but like Jimmy, I mean, if, if you take Jimmy off the trade and you imagine, you know, I, you still have to try to take his contract and whatever, or try well, to restructure you, you it. Not, well, like you said, after the draft, like Tyler said, being the draft expert, you know, our, our guy there, you know, he said too, after the draft, you know, I've heard mentions where we could get Baker and we only have to give like five to seven mil up front. Uh, because That's like Sean said, we only have, we only have 11 mil to mess with. <laughs> and we're not going to take those guys' contracts. So, and all I'm getting at when you yeah. say can it get worse, 
Yes, it could. I mean, we you get Malik Willis or or Kenny Pickett or whatever, and they don't work out. You're talking another three or four years of you know, and I don't care how good the coach is. Listen, you know, you you can have the best coach in the world, but if you know, you know, getting at so you could get into that whole just snowball of listen, I you know, Tyler said, and I'm I can't believe I'm saying this. Do I wish we had somebody other than Ryan Tannehill right now? Maybe so. He's given us three or four good years or whatever. Can he get us to over the hump? I'm beginning to think maybe. But you know what I'm getting at? It's like I, I don't I don't know how to put it, but it's like. But there's a, here's this here's this this the absolute difference in the two situations. In in comparing programs like the Bengals, like the Titans, like the you know even for a time the 49ers or the Rams. The coaching staff. <laughs> not even not even that. How. How often do you bring up, and very highly so, your owner? How often do you bring up your coach and your GM and how, like, amazing – I mean, he just won Coach of the Year literally last year. John Robinson has been doing insane for your organization, and Amy, and Amy Jo Johnson has been doing so much for that city that you, it doesn't matter who you plug into that organization. Right. I get it. I that get it. Is what, I get it. That is what – and so all the problems you're talking about, Jeff, I agree with. The issue is any of those problems, whether you take Malik or you take Jimmy or you take Baker, we're still there. And and any of those problems are because of the situation that the management put us under. That's my I concern. I, so, I get it. I so get the it. coaching and management can't get any worse. I get it. Now the the the, the field the players could obviously get worse or they could get better. Right. But I think at the end of the day, it's going to get capped by whoever you have making those calls. Now that's a good. And, that's a good point. And so that is where my concern lies. And, and that's and you saw where the Browns were in that drought. It wasn't because they couldn't find a, a, a viable quarterback. I mean, that was an issue. But how many head coaches did they have in that time frame while they were trying to figure that out? And the same thing with the Titans. What was the indicating factor? The five, six years they were in that up and down nine and eight, you know, seven and seven and ten. The entire time was that they were they kept rotating. Not only Mariota was the constant, they kept rolling out the quarter the, the coaches. coaches and offensive coordinators. And offensive coordinator. And that and that is my and that is my issue. Well, it's like Dan it's, Snyder. It's like Dan Snyder. Look at what he's done to the commanders. Yeah. The the Steelers have had three head coaches yeah. in their entire tenure. And the even the Bengals were going off and on again, you know, off with what they wanted to do. It's just and even then, if they didn't have the coach, they have the GM that could still find them that coach. No, I got you. The, I got you. The Seahawks. I mean, it's, so that's the the Ravens, for Christ's sakes. I mean, Lord knows they didn't have anybody in between the time they were able to get from the Spolk and Flacco to then getting Lamar. And even then, there's still issues with that organization in terms of, you know, the ability to beget success. The, the, you know, it's just that's where my concern lies. And, and I got to ask you, Jeff, because you aren't far off with San Antonio. Or, or, or St. Louis or anything like that, what is the, and not even maybe coming from Tepper's side, but what is the 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 view of Tepper in Charlotte right now? Because I can't imagine it's super high. It's not the public opinion. Well, he doesn't talk. He's not, he's not in the community. I mean, at least Jerry Richardson was in the community. Um, well, part of the community. Well, well, that's true, too. Come on now. But you're right. But no, Tepper is like... Um, he's not liked, no. Because he said he would talk through his business actions and his uh, and what he would do, and those talks are failing as we're seeing. 
Right. And, and really, I mean, I listen to talk radio today, sports radio today. A lot of fans are ticked off about the Rock Hill deal. I mean, they're, they're kind of like, hey, we, you know, you mentioned all this and you're going to bring all your money in. And I mean, it's comparative. And, of- and here's the gist. There is some part two of how much, you know, do the Panthers mean now as opposed to the the soccer team? You know, I was going to say, I was going to say the only, the, maybe the only seven grades may be the, the early success of the soccer team. But that's even more aggravating. Right. right. Because like, he took the two, the time and due diligence to put people in positions that they could go and make a team from scratch. Because mm-hmm. he took, instead of just giving gobs of money to some guy. Right. But that's where I, that's, that's where, where my, Concern lie because I mean that that facility was one of his like campaign points basically. I you know I say this that's a deal Jerry Richardson would have got done. That's the thing, like that's a deal that Jerry Richardson would have got done. I'm not gonna lie, and I know folks don't you know we like to you know forget Richardson. I understand all the stuff that happened, but that deal if Jerry Richardson makes that claim that they're gonna get that that's what they were they were gonna do. I don't think we're going to sleep peacefully knowing that we 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 but we gonna have done we gonna have Krispy Kreme donuts lined up, lined up beside the building, bro. Everybody come come in, like, come come do your little tour. We that building's gonna get done, but I mean, hey, te- I think a lot of issues stem from Tepper being where he's from, being 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 a northern, being being one of those you know those those type of he's he's a different type of cat, and down here we know how it is. You can't that's. We we know how business goes around around here. It's, it's not this. I can't put it into words, but like the business gets done different around here. I don't you think it really fits into the city. Tell like the mode of the, of the of the place that he's in. You get taken as far as your word goes. Your word plays a big thing down here, and that's why Jerry he would have done so, he would have sucked up. He would have done what he needed, and I, and and I think that's where and that's so like your word is you're only as good as your word. It's it's real. It's the real truth of it, and that's where it concerns me. If that claim, if he couldn't follow through on that claim, then what's to say his claim of bringing a winning organization to the Carolinas is any more, any more reliable? Or this team even staying in Charlotte? Because he seems like the kind of guy he would pick up, and and, and move it somewhere else. That's what, and that's where my concern lies. There's a lot, you know, going off as we talked about this off seasons being, you know. There's a lot to look into. There's a lot to get, dig into. We could we could talk forever. And instead of that, we're going to just keep waiting and praying that you know things don't go as bad as they could get, and that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. But until then, of course, we got to keep waiting and keep pounding.